Well, I hope every one of you can feel that you're missing something when you don't come to church. Yeah. We were gone for three Sundays. Uh, we were in church the first Sunday after we left. After that, we weren't because our itinerary took us to places where it wasn't uh, possible to be in church. I miss church. Just being together with God's people, singing together, Amen. hearing the word of the Lord. Amen. If you lay out a church and you don't miss it, something's wrong. Something very bad wrong. We need to love to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. Amen? Yes, sir. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. (laughs) Very great things happened during our trip, and uh, I guess maybe time goes on, maybe I'll share a few of those things with you. One of the things that was really notable was on the uh, Saturday, well, they, we were in a church activity the first weekend, which was the 40th anniversary of their Christian school. Sixth day, that was on Friday night. Saturday was the banquet for Brother and Sister Elder Johnson, David Johnson. And it was their 65th wedding anniversary. Well, that's a long time to be married. I got to work a bit longer than that. I got seven to go yet. <laughs> but uh, uh, what a memorable occasion to see them and to to be able to celebrate with them. Amen. Yeah. You know, it, it's always so great to see people that have lived for God so faithfully for so long. You know, just faithful. Yes. You know, not exuberant people, not dancers and runners and shouters and all that, but just solidly living for God. Uh, I guess I've seen too many people that have been given to emotion, but they did not have that stability of spirit that allowed them to live for God so faithfully year after year. Amen. And uh, so we were with them and, and for that occasion, the 65th anniversary, and then on the Sunday was um, the 65th anniversary of the church. Um, church has actually been there a little bit longer than that because my wife was converted in that church in 1952. And uh, they were at that time in a rented hall. We did a lot of driving around and looking at buildings, and my wife said, that's the building right there. That's the one. That's where it was. We were upstairs there. Saturday nights, it was a dance hall. Wow. <laughs> On Saturday nights, it was a dance hall. Pastor had to go to church early. I want to see you lift your hands and thank God he knows to do this, okay? Had to go to, church, had to, go to the place, sweep it out, air it out, and get ready to have church on Sunday morning. But God was there. And my wife, 12 years of age, received an invitation from the pastor's daughter. They were the same age, and they were in school together, same class. And just a casual, I want you to understand that, just a casual invitation. Would you go to church Sunday school with me Sunday? That's all. No preaching, no doctrine, no great explanation, just would you come to Sunday school with me? And she said, well, I don't know. I'll ask my mom. 
And she did, and Mom said, well, what church is it? Well, United Pentecostal Church. Well, never heard of that one before. Yeah, you can go. I think she probably repented later when I took her off to Brazil and she was gone for 40 years. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's just uh, a great thing to see what God did. Yes. Amen. I owe a lot to the pastor, now deceased, long deceased, uh, that began the work there. And uh, what an influence she was. Uh, that year, her 12th year of life, uh, her mother and her father divorced. And the pastor actually became kind of a surrogate father to my wife. She said, Joan, that was a girl that invited her to church. Don't so many kids to listen to what I'm telling you today, because I'm telling you something that can be very valuable to you in your Christian experience. She said, Joan and I sat on the front row in that church and we took notes of all the sermons and all of the Bible studies. We just wrote it down, everything we could. And uh, she said, you know, she said, my pastor was not, you know, a real exuberant guy, but he taught. He taught the word of the Lord. Yes, yes. And that is what gave her stability, and we have endeavored to put that into practice over the years. Amen. Yeah. It is the Word of God that will give you stability yeah. in your life for God. It's wonderful to sing. I love to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have not done a lot of it lately. There was a time in our ministry in Brazil when I was having a lot of problems with my voice, and I just had to quit singing. I just couldn't sing and preach and then work in the altar for an hour after preaching. I had to conserve my voice and I did recover it. I'm thankful for that. But um, I love to sing. But, you know, singing is, is good and it's worshipful and it's a part of our Christian experience. But what is really going to stabilize us is the word of the Lord. Yes, sir. Right. Amen. And uh, I, I want to Amen. share just a lot of things with you today. And Wow. I don't know whether this last period is the best one or the first one is the best one, but whatever. We're going to move along rapidly here today. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Very simple title to this message today. Two words. I can. Amen. Praise God. I can. Reading to you from the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And then from Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified New Testament, which I uh, love to use as a companion Bible, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Through him who infuses inner strength into me, that is... I am sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That is, that's wonderful. That's just absolutely wonderful. God bless you. You may be seated. And may God today bless the reading of his word. And do I need it? I'll turn it off. Uh, may, may God's word penetrate into your heart today. It's not what I say that's important. It's God's word that is important. Yes, and I have absolutely filled this message today with scripture. And I want to move along rather rapidly. I, uh, 
it's kind of out of pocket for these three weeks and uh, sometimes a little bit difficult to get back into form again. But as I sat down and began to uh, ask God to give me direction, I wrote these things. One of the greatest challenges that most Christians face is their unbelief. I know that you're probably sitting there today and say, I don't have any unbelief. But I'm not so sure, but what all of us don't have a certain amount of unbelief. And that is our greatest enemy. They really don't believe what the Bible says. That's some. They have great difficulty or even the impossibility to believe the promises that God has given to all true believers. This sad state of unbelief has put most Christians in a state of fruitlessness. A state of frustration to the point that some just give up on God and faith and leave the church and God. A negative attitude has pervaded our society in general. The worst is that this negativism has entered the church and the lives of its members. Few believe in a good day, a better day, and regarding uh, the future many, and I refer to believers, see anything but gloom and doom, dark days with never a sign of escape or deliverance for what they see as the inevitable. And that's what I have seen so many times. Most often, their mind and spiritual sight has been blinded by the material world around them. May we remind ourselves of the words of the Apostle Paul, who certainly faced great challenges and greater uncertainties than any of us. Even if in this life only we have hope, we are all men most miserable. Unfortunately, it is this state of hopelessness that many Christians, it is in this state of hopelessness that many Christians reside day after day and year after year. It's sad. I want to remind us this morning that we are, as you know, in the process, uh, well, we're just in another election cycle. And boy, are we in an election cycle. Uh, it's rocking and rolling. It is a horrible tempest. And there are many things that can be said, and I'm not going into all of those things today. But I just want to remind you to not let those things blind your spiritual eyes. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are not dependent on political leaders. We are dependent on God. Yes, amen. amen. Our hope is in God. Yes. yes. Amen. Now we do want the most peaceful situation possible in our world. And yeah. we should pray to that end. And Paul admonished us to do that. Right, right. But we must learn to have our faith and our confidence placed squarely and firmly in God. In this state of utter despair, they exist, just exist, without joy, without hope of a better life. They often lose sight of the eternal reward promised by God for their hopelessness has caused them uh, to leave the reading of God's word, which contains numerous precious promises. 
These promises were made by God and intended to be the foundation upon which believers should build their spiritual house in which they should live in splendid peace, joy, and spiritual fulfillment. That's where we ought to be living. I don't know where you are, but it is such a wonderful thing to be able to establish and keep established a habit of Bible reading, yeah. of Bible study, Amen. a habit of prayer. Amen. Uh, I know you may question me to say a habit of prayer, but we need a habit of prayer. Right. Praise Amen. God. Amen. And uh, that was difficult for me to maintain during this trip. And I told God this morning, God, I thank you for meeting me here today in my habitual place of prayer. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for meeting me here this morning. And uh, he did not reject me because I hadn't been there for a few days. But I'm back there. And that's what we need to do is return to those places of spiritual blessing yes. and get a hold of yes. God anew Amen. and afresh. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. There are too many homes that are filled with all types of entertainment yeah. but do not have prayer and Bible reading and a true seeking after God in the home environment. I knew well a young woman who became addicted to a certain legal prescribed drug. When her doctor refused to provide uh, to prescribe more for her, she found a pharmacist that sold her the drug illegally, you know, under the table, plunging her further into her depressed state of mind. Her once melodious voice that sang hymns of praise to the, to the Lord in duets with her husband was still stilled by her addiction. She died young, totally useless as a wife and a mother. And after her death, her family just absolutely fell apart. Tragic. Tragic, tragic, tragic. That didn't have to be. Right. And it doesn't have to be that in anyone else's life. Because we can live for God and we can serve Him. Amen. But there must be an effort put into it. Amen. Yeah. We can't just, we're, we're just not on a downhill roll. In fact, more times than not, we're on an uphill climb because we are fighting against great powers that are in the world, demonic powers, spiritual powers, and we fight and war against our own flesh. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, 7, 2, 11, 2, 17, 2, 26, 3, 5, 3, 12, and 3, 21. You memorize that? <laughs> Just read those two chapters and you will come across all of those verses. We read of seven glorious promises of God. However, we must not forget that these promises are only to overcomers. Will you please say, overcomer with me? Overcomer. <coughs> Victors and those who fought for righteousness and won. We therefore must strive diligently to overcome. Amen. Amen. Although I am became 
Maybe I could even say a little addicted, but I, I've got it under control, okay? It's not <laughs> out of control, but a little addicted to Facebook because I see it as a medium of being able to touch people's lives. But I can't touch any other way at all. Um, I have some Facebook friends that evidently left. <coughs> I hadn't checked to see how many I had. <coughs> and I knew that some had dropped off, so... I just started seeing some other people there that I knew and started adding their names and adding their names and I went to add another one yesterday and Facebook said, mm-mm, can't add any more. I'm maxed out at 5,000, okay? And it, it is interesting the things that I'm able to post to help people just to grab a little phrase a little thought, a little something that may help them to get through their day. A promise from the Word of God that will help them to realize that God is still their friend and their God. But let me be very clear this morning, very clear, that all of the promises of God are not to everybody. They're to the faithful. They are to those who have surrendered their lives totally to God. But unfortunately, and I see it so many times, I hear it with my own ears. People that say, well, uh, he died, uh, well, he's up there. Uh, Really? I mean, I thought he was an alcoholic. I thought he was a drug addict. I thought he was uh, morally unfaithful. And all of these things. You see, the Bible is very clear in telling us who is going to inherit the kingdom of God. And we have got to be faithful to God here. I say again, we've got to be faithful to God here. Amen. Amen. And live for Him and serve Him. And so I come to the real principal part of this message today. And we're going to talk about, I can. I can. Because there are many who feel that they cannot live for God. Come on. They cannot be faithful. They cannot reject the world. They cannot separate themselves unto God. And I want us to understand that we do not have to succumb to those things that destroy so many in our world. And yes, to destroy so many who have had an experience with God but lost their salvation because they did not believe that they could overcome all of the forces that warred against them. They just didn't believe it. And so they got a negative attitude. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It was infused to me from my earliest childhood that you can. Yes. You can. Yes. Mom told me the story of a little train that had a long hill to climb. Huh? So you've heard it. And the little train starts up the steep grade. I think I can. 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 You know the the old steam engine? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. That little rhythm. And I remember that rhythm of a child because we had steam trains that uh, went close by our house. They were visible from our living room across the highway. And I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. 
And he finally got to the top and started down the other side. And he said, I knew I could, I knew I could, I knew I could, I knew I could. <laughs> Praise God. And you will face things that you will think, I can't do this. But you can do them. Right. So I want to take you to a few things today. And just to show you some things out of God's word. What is important in this message today are not my word, my commentaries. What is important in this message today is what I'm going to read to you out of the Word of God. Yes. And I hope that everyone that walks out that door this afternoon will be able to say in their mind, I can. Amen. I can. I can. Amen. Yes. And after you have said, I can, you will say, I will. I will. Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We cannot rely on our own strength. <clears throat> Can't do that. But we must rely on a strength that can only come from God through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now perhaps you would like to follow along. I don't know how much of this that Sister Gina is going to be get up to get up this morning on the screen. But if she can get up all of these scripture verses, it would be very beneficial. And it would be beneficial to you to write all of these scripture verses down. To be able to refer to them again. Amen? Amen. And uh, as I've told you so many times, I mean just a little low key this morning. But uh, I believe that God's spirit is with me. And I believe that God is going to take his words. Amen. And the words that he has given me to yes. your heart. Yes, yes. And help you to believe right. from this yes. day forward That's that right. there is not Amen. any battle. There is not any yes. trouble. There is not yes. any temptation Hallelujah. that you cannot Thank overcome. You. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise. Praise God. So, we ready, Sister Gina? Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I can win the victory over my flesh and carnal nature. Amen. That is our biggest enemy. Yes. I get so tired of, uh, of people blaming the devil all the time. Right. And the lady gets on the bus and, <laughs> and, and hit her shin on the, on the metal of the seat. But, oh, look what the devil made me do. <laughs> the devil didn't have anything to do with it. It's your clumsiness that you just... Hurt your shin bone. That's what it was. Devil didn't have anything to do with it. You know, but everybody seems to want to blame the devil for everything. Devil has gets so much, uh, uh, so much, so many accusations against him that he really doesn't deserve. But Brother Raul, the greatest warfare that we have is with our own flesh. Yes. It's with our own carnal desires. And, and when I say that, I am saying that from the authority of God's word. Yeah. That we are led astray, the Bible said, by our own desires. But I want us to understand today that by the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells within us, we can overcome. I can win the victory over my flesh and carnal nature. Note carefully this passage from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Carefully note this. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us, I underlined that on my notes. For us. He did it for you, Brother Lorenzo. Amen. He suffered for you, Brother Dan. He suffered for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
For what reason? In the flesh. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. You must have the mind of Christ. A mind that says, I can, I will win this victory. We're going to be talking in a moment about Jesus' temptation in the desert. For he hath for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. That is what God wants for you. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. Not living after the lusts of the flesh and the lusts of men and all of those things that we see so prominently in our world today. I can win a victory over my flesh and my carnal nature. How will I do that? And, and, and I've got to repeat the same thing over and over again because yeah. it is what I know that works. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. It's what I know that works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see people trying to do things differently. Well, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to save a little money here. Oh, yeah, okay. And then their house falls down. <laughs> I don't want to put a good foundation on it. That's a waste of time. All that stone and concrete and all of that. Oh, this is some nice flat sand here. I'll just build it right here. Not going to work. Storm's going to come. The winds are going to come. The flood's going to come. And your house is going to be down the river and gone. Yeah. And I talk about your spiritual house in the same way. The devil is not going to leave you alone. Your flesh is not going to leave you alone. Right, right. There's always going to be temptations. Right. There's going to be things to war against. And when you think you've got all the battles won, there comes a new one. All right? Yeah. The devil seems like he invents something new all the time to come against us. And so the second one is, I can win the victory over the devil and all his cohorts. Jesus showed us the way by using the Word of God. I want you to mark in your Bible the passage that I'm going to read. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. All right? This is such a powerful portion of Scripture because it tells us how we can win a battle over temptation. You see, Jesus said, Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yeah. The power of creation, the power of destruction. Amen. He had it all. It was embodied in him. He could have just said, devil, you're done. He could have just pointed his finger. The devil would have disappeared forevermore. But that was not God's plan. It is God's plan to have a people that have won the victory over their flesh and their carnal desires and over the devil that will be able to present themselves before the Lord in that great day and say, I am a victor. Amen. Yes. yes. I won the battle. Yes. Jesus, knowing that we would not have the power that he had, knowing that we would not have the power to be able to destroy the enemy of our soul. He gave us here a beautiful example as to how we can do it. And so each time the devil came against him, he quoted the word of God. Yeah. 
And the devil came back with another today and he quoted the word of yes, God. Amen. And uh, let me let me just read those for you very quickly this morning. First of all, uh, verse 4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yeah. And the devil took a slap upside his right ear. All right? And then number two, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And he took a slap upside his left ear. Okay? And then the devil came back again. And uh, Jesus said, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And that's when he took it in the nose. All right? Amen? Amen. Praise God. This doesn't require any supernatural power. Please understand me this morning. It does not require any supernatural power to overcome the devil. You only need to know the word of God and know it well. Amen. Amen. Jesus showed us that the word of God is a powerful weapon against the devil. Thus the reason why I encourage everyone to be a reader of the word of God. David said that he hid the word of God in his heart. Uh, that he would not be led to sin against the Lord. Psalms 119 and 11. Everyone needs a concise and deep knowledge of the word to be an overcoming Christian. May I read that again? Everyone needs a concise and deep knowledge of the word of God to be an overcoming Christian. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's not just carry the Bible around under your left arm as though it's some kind of a sword or a 38 or something like that, you know, that you're going to war with. That word has got to be in your heart. It's got to be anointed there by the power of the Holy Ghost that you will have on the tip of your tongue. I reply to the enemy when he comes against you. Hallelujah. Because he cannot stand in the presence of the word of God. Hallelujah. And many people talk about praying the Word of God. We need to pray the Word of God. We need to quote Scripture when we pray. I say quote Scripture when we pray. Hallelujah. It not only uh, 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 causes the enemy of our soul to flee, because he cannot stand in the presence of the all-powerful Word of God, but it reinforces that Scripture in our minds, helps us to remember it better in that time of prayer when we are anointed by the Holy Ghost in our prayer life. God's word comes to our mind and we repeat it and we repeat it and the next day it's another verse and the one you read maybe last week comes back to you and yes that's what I need today and you pray that verse hallelujah and God gives you the victory hallelujah praise God number three I can live an overcoming life I can live an overcoming life. I can live an overcoming life. John wrote to the church. His three, his three books of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John were written to the church, the formed church, the body of believers. Everything in there was written to the church. Don't ever forget that. Even 1st even John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, that was written to the church. Uh-oh. To the church? Yeah. 
because none of us are above committing a sin at one time or another. But if we commit sin, we are able to ask Him to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and He does that. But in the passage that we have here today, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 13, I write to you, Young men, because you have, you have, you have, you have, past tense, you have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I am so glad that John was able to write this uh, to the young men in that church uh, and say, you have overcome. Praise God. You didn't succumb. You didn't give up. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And uh, please forgive Amen. the uh, expression, young men. Uh, but here are some young women. Here are some children. Uh, I want to tell you that you can overcome by the power of the Word of God. Yes. The Word of God can be your testimony. Uh, the Word that you will yes. speak with your lips. Amen. And God will give you the victory. Amen. I can pray effective prayers James 5 14 through 17 states is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he hath committed sins they shall be forgiven him hallelujah I was so blessed this week uh, this other week uh, as I traveled and I got together with uh, a couple of men. They are men in their 60s today, but when I was their pastor, they were teenagers in the church. And one of them told me, he said, Brother Walmer, he said, one Sunday night I was sitting in my pew behind my father. And he said, all of a sudden I had this horrible pain. I, I did not know this story. I had this horrible pain in my chest. And he said, the longer I sat there, the more intense that pain became. I leaned up and talked to my father who was sitting in front of me. He said, I said, Dad, pray for me. I've got a horrible pain in my chest. He said, I'm not going to pray for you. Come with me. I don't remember this story. They brought him up to the front of the church and asked for prayer. And I prayed for him in the name of the Lord. And he said, instantly that pain left my chest. And it has never returned. Hallelujah. I don't know what it was. It doesn't make any difference what it was. It only makes a difference that God heard my prayer. Hallelujah. I obeyed the Lord. I anointed with oil. I prayed in Jesus' name. And God gave the victory. That's not only for me to do. That's not only for Pastor uh, Camarina, Nathan Camarina to do. Not only for Pastor uh, Pastor Ezeo to do. It's for any of you. Hallelujah. Right. Praise right. God. Your children are sick, Sister Monica. Uh, Josh is at work and the fever is going up. Uh, have them laid down in their bed and rest. Uh, get a little kitchen oil and just anoint their head. Oh, it doesn't Jesus. have to be any kind of special oil. But, and anoint that little head and pray and, and say, God, I rebuke this fever and what causes the fever in this body of my yes. mother. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. God will answer your yes. prayer. Hallelujah. Yes. God will answer Hallelujah. And Paul, you can pray for your wife and your wife can pray for you. Hallelujah. 
My father became very ill, was taken to the hospital one evening. I was just a little boy, just a, just a boy. But I believed that God would answer my prayer. And when mom left with dad in the car and they were to make the journey to the hospital, I went to my room and closed the door. I told this story, began to pray. And the next day, dad was released from the hospital. He did not have to have the surgery that was programmed for him. Anybody can say anything they want to, but I believe that God heard the prayer of that little boy here in his room. Amen. If you will pray sincerely and honestly before the Lord. And if your prayer life is backed up by a godly life that you are living for the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We can pray effective prayers. Romans 8, 26 states, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. And I had... uh, always thought this word infirmity meant weaknesses and I did a little study on that and that's exactly what it means our weaknesses our inabilities to pray as we ought for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered hallelujah God wants you to pray effective prayers amen It will take you perhaps a while of praying and practicing prayer to get to the place where you can really believe that God will answer your prayers. But God will honor you. God will bless you. God will will give you an answer to your prayers. And when that happens, you will believe and you will say, I can. I can. I can. I can believe. I can pray. And God will answer my prayers. Mark 16, 17, Jesus giving promises to his disciples just a few moments before he was taken up into heaven. And he gave them a promise that they could lay hands, uh, or that is, that they could rebuke. Uh, uh, we don't lay hands on demon-possessed people, but they can rebuke demons, and they would come out of people. Have you ever done that, Brother Walmart? More times than I care to remember. 60% of all Brazilians have messed in some kind of spiritism and devil worship and all of that sort of thing. And it was just a common thing to have uh, devil possessed people in our services. Uh, we did not fear. We did not shake and tremble. Uh, we did not become unbelievers, but we believed that God would answer our prayers. Uh, and as I instructed people how to pray for demon possessed people, uh, and they practiced that, uh, they began to see God do great and marvelous things uh, and deliver people from spiritual. Uh, <clears throat> demonic depression and domination praise god amen hallelujah hallelujah amen praise god praise god now remember that i said that you do not lay hands on demon possessed people 
the laying on of hand. I pre- I, I'm going to emphasize this perhaps over and over again as I minister to you. But the laying on of hands is for the transmission of virtue from God through you to that person upon whom you lay hands. Amen. Amen. And uh, it is not uncommon, has not been uncommon in my ministry to lay hands on people and see them visibly shaken by the presence and the power of God that flowed from my body to theirs. Uh, it got to the place in, in our work. Uh, I was praying for so many people on Sunday nights uh, uh, during the service that I would return home after praying for them and preaching and working the altar. Absolutely, totally exhausted. Why? Because there had been such a great uh, 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 flowing of God's Spirit through me that my physical body was weakened by that amount of spiritual power and anointing flowing through my body. I began to do as uh, Moses' father-in-law gave advice to his son-in-law to do. And that was to appoint others. And I had others uh, that joined me in that ministry. And God honored that. And just countless hundreds of people were healed of their temporary or of permanent sicknesses and diseases. Hallelujah. God delivered, God delivered the demon-possessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And God can use you. Yes, he can. To do that. Amen. That's good. You can study it as long as you want to. I mean, mention of the fact you don't lay hands on demon-possessed people in a renowned church, large attendance, and a senior pastor who was aged already. And I said, you do not lay hands on demon-possessed people. I went to the church office the next day. The senior pastor's son was in there, and I walked in, and he started laughing. I said, what's so funny? He said, my mom is down at the house right now. And she is studying the Word of God to try and prove you wrong. I said, well, she can have at it because she is never going to do it. Amen. He thought it was funny because he picked up on what I said and, and understood that you never found any place in Scripture where Jesus or the apostles laid hands on demon-possessed people. They did not do that. And I had some very very difficult experiences when I laid hands on demon-possessed people, not understanding that that was not the proper way to do it, and actually got into a physical wrestling match with people because I was not acting in accordance with the Word of God. I'm going to talk to you people out of, the, out of my heart, out of my experiences. I don't know what God is going to bring into this church. I don't know what demon-possessed people may walk through that door. And we must be ready and prepared, having being prayed up, being full of the Holy Ghost. Being full of the Holy Ghost. Not appointing to some past experience, but understanding that our experience is up to date. And I hurry. Praise God. I can lay hands on the sick and I can see them recover. Mark 16 and 18. If perchance I eat or drink something that is poisonous, it will not cause my death, Mark 16 and 18. I can be a witness for Jesus Christ, Acts 1 and 8, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses. Amen? Praise God. 
To whom did Jesus speak that? He spoke that to a crowd of probably 500 people that was gathered to see him ascend into heaven. Amen? Yeah. And those were not all preachers. Don't give me this business that that's the preacher's work. It is the work of the church and the work of every member of the church. Whether you are a pastor, a pastor's wife, a pastor's child, whoever you are. If you are a saint of God and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you have divorced yourself from the world and all of its temptations. And the devil has no occasion to point a finger of accusation against you because of your behavior. You have the power with God to be able to do these works in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I cannot grow a beet. I cannot grow a carrot. I cannot grow a giant sequoia tree. But I can put the seed in the ground. My wife cooked some very large beets last night out of my garden. I planted the seed. I watered the seed. And I kept them watered. And they have grown and they have become very large and they're going to be very tasty in my meal today. <laughs> Amen. All I did was plant the seed and water it. That's all. It's God that gives the increase. Amen. If you will sow the word of God in someone's heart, hallelujah, plant that seed. It is the pure seed, hallelujah, hallelujah. that will grow up into everlasting life in somebody's life. If you will water it with your prayers, if you will water it with your tears, yes. hallelujah. I had to kind of almost laugh at something that somebody posted on Facebook because I lived the Brazilian environment for so many years. And they talked about holy water. This is holy water. And this man wrote, and boy did he ever nail that to the wall. He said, the only holy water that I know of is the tears of a repentant soul. That's holy water. Because it will bring holiness into someone's life. Amen? Amen. Praise God, praise God. I can love the unlovely, the unkind, those that despise me and treat me badly. How? Because the love of God through the Holy Ghost is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. Praise God. The Holy Ghost wasn't given you just to make you feel good. Did you know that? <laughs> Ask somebody, how you know you got the Holy Ghost? Oh, I got joy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and that's part of it. Yeah. But that's not all of it. Amen. The Holy Ghost was given to us as it was given to the apostles in the first century to be able to do the work of God. Amen. I don't know if I put the scripture here this morning. I hope I did. 
Oh, yes, here it is. All right? We'll get to it in a minute. Praise God. So you can love the unlovely. Because God has placed his love in you through his Holy Spirit. Think about it, Sister Dee. Jesus is on the cross. He's dying. Blood is dripping from his feet and from his hands. And he knows that death is just a few minutes down the road. And he looks out over all of those people. The Jews who had condemned him. The disciples that he had been able to gather together. The Roman soldiers. All of that multitude. And he said, Father, forgive him. Do we have enough of the Holy Ghost to be able to love and forgive those that treat us evilly? Say with me again this morning, I can. I can. Not in yourself, but by the power of the Holy Ghost that's in you, you can. I can produce the fruit of the Spirit. Note that the following scriptures, note that, that in the following scriptures, that these things that are the fruit of the Spirit are not the fruit of a carnal nature. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And if we walk in the Spirit, this fruit is going to be manifest in our lives. People are going to see this fruit in our lives. Amen? Yes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise, Praise God. You may be struggling to produce those things in your Christian Life without success. Don't be frustrated. Yield yourself to the power of the Spirit that should be dwelling in you in an overflowing experience. Uh, John 4, 14, uh, Jesus said to the woman at the well that if she would uh, open her life to him, uh, that he would place within her a well of living water that would spring up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. If we have an experience with God, if we have a viable experience with God, we should be able to feel this well of water welling up within us and overflowing from our lives to the place where we are not just surviving, where we are merely existing, but where we have enough of God that we are overflowing to the world that is around us and we are blessing the world that is around us. We are blessing people that are around us. We are blessing family members. We are blessing extended family members. We are blessing colleagues on our job. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is flowing from us. And later on in John 7, 37 and 38, uh, Jesus talked about out of our being there would flow an absolute river of living water. Amen. Hallelujah, yes. hallelujah. Yes. 
I want to tell you today that if you have not come to these kinds of experiences in God yet, you can arrive at them. Amen. Say, I can. I can. We must not forget that Jesus promised a comforter. This word can be translated to mean counselor, helper, and intercessor. There's going to be time when you're going to need counseling. There's going to be time when there is no uh, uh, person that is going to be able to give you the counsel that you need. But the Holy Spirit will give you the counsel that you need. Hallelujah. You may feel weak. Paul said that when he's weak, he said, that's when I'm strong. Because when he was weak, he depended on God. When he thought he was strong, he depended on himself. And that's when we will all fail, is when we depend on ourselves. But when we are weak and we depend on God, we will have success in our Christian experience. Amen? Praise God. And there are times when we must be in an absolute, a total a state of intercession in the presence of God because we are facing great forces against us or we are interceding in behalf of someone else who is facing great forces in their lives and we will be taken by the Holy Spirit into true intercessory prayer and as we read in Romans 8 26 and in that time of personal private prayer we will be able to get into a place where we are our are, 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 we are groaning in our spirits, uh, groaning in our spirits uh, with an anxiousness uh, to see God move in the lives for whom we are praying. You will get up for your place of prayer. Uh, your abdomen will hurt uh, because you have grown so much, because there is such a, 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 an, an energy that has been exerted uh, from your being to uh, express yourself to God by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We see what happened when Peter and John went to the temple on that day. And I just uh, uh, gleaned something a little different from this story. It was probably true that Jesus also walked by that same lame man. He did not was not healed by Jesus. It is probable that Peter and John walked by him every day and maybe three times a day but on this particular occasion uh, they reached down into their place of where they carried their money and they realized that they were absolutely totally broke they didn't have any money whatsoever and so they said silver and gold have i none but such as i have I want to ask you today, what do you have? Do you have the power of God? Do you really yes, have yeah. it? Are, can you say today, uh, along with the, uh, the reference that I read this morning at the beginning of this message, uh, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. I am ready for any challenge. I am equal to anything through him. I hope you feel that way this morning. And I hope when you come up against the trial of your life or this thing in your life that that, that, that somebody is depending on you to resolve through your contact with God, that you will find that you do have that power. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. I hope that many of you can 
in your heart say today, yes, I have prayed. I have seen God heal people. I have seen demons cast out. I have seen miracles wrought through my prayers. If that has not happened in your life, I want you to begin to get hungry in your life where you will be able to do those things by the power of God, not for personal glory, but so that God will be glorified and so that people will be saved and brought to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then Peter goes on to tell the Sanhedrin, be it known unto all of you and to all the children of Israel, people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nether, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. But it was through Peter, it was through the laying on of his hand, it was through his words that God operated. And God wants to work through you. And I want you to begin to say in your heart today, I want you to get up tomorrow morning and say, I can. I can face this day. I can face any temptation that comes. I can face any opposition of the devil that comes. I can lay hands on the sick today and they will be healed. I can say in Jesus' name, come out of him and the evil spirit will come out. I want you to believe that you can just do absolutely anything for God. Hallelujah. That you can be a powerhouse for the Lord. Amen. And the Bible says, tells us in the book of Mark chapter 16 and verse 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere and the Lord working with them and confirming the signs of the word with signs following let that be the testimony of your life and mine. And for this reason today, I say to you, I can. I can. And I want you to be able to say also, I can. No, we cannot accomplish what needs to be done in our own power and strength. But we can do all things, as Paul said, through Christ. Through Christ. Would you say that with me? Through Christ. Through Christ. Say it. Say it loud. Through Christ. And only through Christ can we get it done. And through Christ, you can be victorious. Through Christ, you can be invincible. Invincible. Through Christ, you can be productive. It is possible to believe, and by believing, all these things and many more can become a reality in your life. Praise God. I understand perfectly that the time of my sojourn on this earth is going to end in the near future. I hope God gives me a few more years yet because there's a lot of things I want to do. But I'm talking to people today He, in general, are younger than I am. I know that some of you have come to the Lord in a certain advanced age in your life. But God can help you to recover the years that were lost in sin and degradation. We sang a course this morning talked about breakthrough. And I feel that there are some in this congregation that you have come up against a wall. And you're battling against that wall. You're trying to break through through it. 
It reminds me of the story of the pilot who first broke the sound barrier. He was a test pilot. And when he came to that place where he was about to go through the sound barrier, he was scared to death because that plane shook and vibrated. And he wasn't sure what was going to happen. He didn't know but what that plane might disintegrate in air, in the air. But he recorded how it felt when finally, after accelerating just a little bit more, broke through that sound barrier. And all of a sudden, what had been in front of him was now behind him. Some of you may be battling some vanities in your life. Or some things that God wants you to turn loose of in your life. You're battling that. You don't want to do it. But if you will pray. If you will accelerate just a little bit more. And you can You will break through into a new dimension of experience of spiritual life that you never thought possible before. Praise God. I love this congregation. I love you. And I preach to you from my heart today. Simple message. Nothing to get real excited about except that I can. And you can too. I can. I can't. No, your name's not Paul. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> your name's not Peter. Might not be John or Thaddeus or any of the others. But you can say, I can. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. Hallelujah. Stand with me. I don't know what you feel in your heart this morning. There is never a time that I preach but what I preach to myself. I've got to say, Philip Walmer, you can't. You can do greater things than you've done before. You can have greater confidence than you had before. You're going to have to push just a little harder. Yes. And God's wanting some of you to push just a little bit harder. Yes. I don't know where you want to pray in your house, and I don't care. But I want it to be a private place where it's just you and God. Where you can just really be honest with God and yeah. tell God everything that's on your heart. Yes. And God will talk to you. Yeah. You can pray like that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Would you just close your eyes and just bow your head in the presence of God right now and say, God, I want to be able to say with real faith, God. I can't. 
I can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I can overcome my fleshly carnal desires. I can overcome the devil. I can sow your word and see the seed come up in other people's hearts and lives. I can, Lord. I can. I can. I can, Lord. I can. I can. I hope you say in your heart today, I can. I can. I hope you will lay aside all of the excuses and all of the, what should we say, frivolous, worthless statements that we make about not being able to accomplish some task. We will just say to God today, I can. I can. I can. I can be victorious. I can be invincible. I don't have to succumb to my own flesh nor to the devil. I can overcome. Hallelujah. God is talking to you about some other consecration that you need to make. You need to get something out of your life that is impeding you from seeing the fullness of God operate in your life. I want you to be able to say, God, I can do this. I can. I can. I don't know why I, I can't get away from telling this little story today. I was holding a baptismal service in a farm pond in Brazil. Several people had come and I had baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And then a woman came and this is not something that I would normally do, but I just felt like it had to be done in this case. And she had on earrings and I just wanted to see if she really would produce works of repentance. I wanted to know that she was repentant. And I said, would you be willing to take those earrings out? She said, absolutely. Took them out and I saw them in her hand. And I thought that she had saved them. But when she walked out of the water, I saw that her hand was open. She had dropped those earrings in the muddy bottom of that farm pond. And they're probably there to this day. You know, there are some things that we've got to get out of our lives. Yeah. I just felt one time that I couldn't wait for the newspaper to come every day. I wanted to read the little continued cartoon that was in the newspaper every day. What's going to happen today? Uh, fine, you can laugh, I don't care. <laughs> but I began to feel that thing had a grip on me. And I didn't want it to have a grip on me. You know what I did? I canceled my subscription to the newspaper. I wanted to break that thing in my life. I I'm talking to you from my heart this morning. I'm talking to you as a spiritual father this morning. And... I don't want to offend anyone. But there are some things that we've just got to get out of our lives. Maybe it's a certain television program that doesn't really honor God. I don't know. But I want you to say, I can. I can. Stop that. 
I can get rid of these things out of my life that are hindering my walk with God and hindering me from being that powerful thing in God's hands. Can we pray one more time? Please, may God help you to not be offended with me. But I just want to see all of you be victorious in Christ Jesus. Lord, help us to say, Lord, I can. I can. I can separate myself from my worldly friends and their criticism and their condemnation. And I can live for you, Lord. I can. I can do that. I can stand their jeering and their fun-making. I cannot stand that, Lord. Just give me the strength and the power. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Oh, God. Help us to be sanctified vessels set apart to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Jesus name. If you want special prayer this morning, step up front and I'm gonna pray for you. Hallelujah. You want special prayer to overcome something in your life. I'd be willing to pray for you this morning help you to become an overcoming Christian. Praise God. Praise God. Right now, Lord, upon my sister, right now, Lord.